Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Zen nicotine products are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Are you ready for a fresh start? And we mean a real fresh start with lasting change. Take the Zen 10 challenge and switch up the way you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days or your money back. Your fresh start is here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at zen.com slash 10. That's zyn.com slash 10. Ford Motor Company is committed to moving forward together with new all-electric vehicles that offer an efficient and exhilarating driving experience. Join Ford as they redefine what electric can do. Ford customers will have easy and simple access to charge, whether they charge at home with the overnight plug-in Ford Mobile Charger or on the road at one of the 19,500 charging stations of the Blue Oval Charge Network. Journey into the future with Ford's lineup of electric vehicles with many affordable options to choose from. Head over to Ford.com to learn more. Built Ford Proud. At Carvana, we're in the business of driving you happy. And with the widest selection of used cars under $20,000, you're bound to find a car that'll put a smile on your face. Carvana gives you control by letting you customize your down and monthly payments. You can browse tens of thousands of cars online to find one within your budget, and you won't get surprised with any bogus fees. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to shop for a vehicle. Carvana, we'll drive you happy. Availability may vary by market. Oh, gee. Make some noise! Hey, this is Mara Schiavocampo. You may know me from television as a reporter for shows like Dr. Oz and Good Morning America. But this podcast isn't about any of that. A few years ago, I started a major life transformation, losing 90 pounds and gaining a new understanding of how the mind, body, and spirit work together. That's what this is about. Your best life, Elevated. talk about beautiful skin. If you go to any drugstore, you'll find shelf after shelf stocked with products promising to give you glowing, clear, radiant looking skin. But my guest today says the true secret to gorgeous skin comes not from you put on your body, but what you put into your body. You may recognize celebrity dermatologist Dr. Whitney Bowe from her appearances on everything from Good Morning America to The Rachel Ray Show to Dr. Oz. She is in high demand and for very good reason. Now she's out with her new book, The Beauty of Dirty Skin, The Surprising Science of Looking and Feeling Radiant from the Inside Out, and also a good friend. Whitney, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is such a treat. Um, For those of you who don't know, I am absolutely in love with Mara. I think that she's one of the smartest, most beautiful women out there. Just a total rock star and hashtag girl boss. So it is, this is like one of my favorite ways to spend an afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. I'm really excited to talk about your book. People come to doctors in this country for skin related problems more than almost anything else. Yes. What are people coming into your office? There's more people seeking, uh, you know, attention for their skin conditions than for diabetes and depression and back pain. You know, it is probably the most common thing that people seek medical attention for because you can't hide from it. You know, if you have a skin condition, you know, you're wearing it all day long for the world to see and judge. You know, if you're struggling with adult acne or, you know, vitiligo where you start losing pigment on your skin or psoriasis or 
any eczema, any of the skin conditions, even premature aging, even if you simply feel like your skin just looks older or haggard or more dehydrated than how you feel on the inside and it's not really reflecting how you feel, you know, for all of those reasons, you know, people are heavily motivated to come in and say like, what can I do about this? Because the world will interact with you very, very differently based on how your skin looks and your skin is, is truly a window into your overall health. And that's really what the book is about. You know, And I think intuitively women knew that for a very long time. But ironically, when I was in training, we were taught to, to, to dismiss that concept as myth. So when I, was in, when I was in medical training, when I was in my dermatology residency, my textbooks, my professors, they all basically said that if a patient presents and says, you know, Dr. Bo, I feel like what I'm eating is affecting my skin. Uh, or I feel like when I eat this or when I drink this, this happens in my skin. We were to dismiss that concept as myth and write them a prescription instead. Well, let's talk about your book because your book is all about those things, really. It's about beauty from the inside out. It is. And not in the kind of warm and fuzzy way where they were all beautiful on the inside. But right. Like what you put in your body <laughs> will be reflected in the way you look. So, it is. so the title, The Beauty of Dirty Skin, what does that mean? So dirty actually refers to probiotics or good bacteria. So we're actually covered in trillions of microscopic bacteria. So even when you get out of the shower and you think you're clean, we're actually be like these tiny little critters. They're swarming all over our skin. They're like diving. We are their universe. Exactly. We're, we're actually cohabitating with them. Like for every one human <clears throat> cell, there are 10 bacterial cells above it or below it. And if you think about like the human brain weighs around like six to eight pounds, right? We're carrying six to eight pounds of microbes with us on our skin, in our gut every single day. When you step on the scale... Five to ten of those pounds are attributed to your microbes. Damn, these little, damn heavy microbes. These damn heavy microbes. But but those are five pounds we don't want to lose. Those are actually good pounds. Okay. You know, we'll our brain and our microbes are, are pounds <laughs> we don't want to lose. But, you know, those bugs, they're actually critical to our overall health. And the balance of those bugs, those balance of those bacteria are really essential. And so we need to nurture and promote the growth of the healthy bugs and keep a very delicate balance. Because if one bug starts to overgrow, it can really trigger inflammation. And that's where I actually start my book. So it's really about treating those bugs on the inside, meaning in our gut, we have to eat the right foods. We have to feed and nourish the good bugs so that they maintain that delicate balance. So I, I, in week one of my book, I talk all about diet. I talk all about rebooting your gut in order to have healthy skin. Because if you have inflammation in the gut, if you have uh, the improper balance of bacteria in your gut, it triggers inflammation in the gut lining. And that in turn triggers inflammation system-wide and in your skin. So week one focuses all on the gut and all on diet. So just in terms of specific, So what are some things that are good for your gut health and what are some things that you should avoid? You want to go low glycemic index, unprocessed and not refined. So, so basically when I say low glycemic index, what does it mean? So glycemic index has to do with the food's ability to spike your blood sugar. So foods that have a high glycemic index are things like white bagels, white chips, corn flakes, rice cakes, uh, potato chips, pretzels, dried fruit, obviously like pancakes. And but this is about sugar, right? How your body yes, converts things exactly. into sugar and how quickly it can So if your body that. absorbs the sugar quickly, it leads to a sugar spike or a glucose spike, and that subsequently leads to an insulin spike. And that really triggers inflammation in the skin through a whole cascade of events, including something called insulin-like growth factor one. So it tells your body to go in fat storage mode 
and it wreaks havoc in your skin. So you're getting inflammation in your skin and you're starting to store fat. So the more that we consume those high glycemic index foods, pretty much you can think of anything that's in a, a package or a box. You know, you have to get really smart at reading the, the labels or go with real food, whole food yeah. from nature in as, in as whole a source as it possibly can be. The more you're eating real food, the healthier your gut microbiome is going to be. So that's number one. So you want to switch out those high glycemic index foods. Instead, swap in things. You can have things like steel-cut oatmeal. You can have quinoa. Lots of different vegetables are amazing for the health of your gut and the diversity of your gut microbiome um, and having healthy fats. Those are all key. Now, what about dairy? So dairy is rule number two. Mm -hmm. So I have, so the first one is go low glycemic index. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to dairy, I say be choosy with dairy. So there's certain dairy products that are okay for the skin and certain dairy products that are not okay. Okay. And so when it comes to dairy milk, whether it's skim milk, whole milk, low-fat milk, dairy milk in particular has been linked with inflammation and particularly acne in the Mm. skin. So I see that a lot with my adult female patients who come in and they're saying, you know, not only do I want my angry 11s fixed, you know, am I thinking about Botox and things like that, but I also feel like I'm breaking out like a teenager. And and a lot of them never even had acne in their teens. So they're kind of like, why is this happening now in my 30s, in my 40s, in my 50s? You know, and a lot of that has to do with the whey and the casein. So there are milk proteins or dairy proteins found in milk And those are what we believe is what's triggering that cascade of inflammation that's showing up in the skin. So dairy milk. So dairy milk, I say instead of having dairy milk, have unsweetened almond milk, unsweetened coconut milk. You know, if it's a non-dairy milk, it's healthier for the skin. Mm Mm-hmm. But interestingly, in the studies, you know, milk and ice cream are are shown to actually sabotage and hurt the skin. But actually, yogurt and cheese does not have the same effect at all. Mm -hmm. So you can actually have yogurt. And we think that the yogurt and the cheese is that the reason that even though they might have a little bit of whey and casein in them, the same milk proteins, that those negative effects seem to be outweighed by the positive effects of the process of fermentation. I have to say, I started finding dairy kind of repulsive when I was breastfeeding. Interesting. Not because I thought my milk was gross, but it occurred to me that I would never drink another human being's milk. Mm. So why am I drinking a cow's milk? <laughs> We're the only species <laughs> that like thinks it's okay to drink another species milk as adults. As adults. And it's just so ridiculous. It just hit me so strong. Nobody would ever drink a glass of my breast milk. So why am I drinking a glass of cow's milk? Right. And I really have not touched much dairy. I love it. Then. So you, you again, like adore. a woman's intuition, like well, you got to sort of think about like what right. sort of innately feels right and doesn't feel right. right. So you knew even before the scientist yeah. did. So this is for baby cows. It's not for me. Yeah. Um, what about sleep? Okay. There's this idea of beauty sleep, which again, seems so intuitive that when you're well rested, you'll look better. It is. And Does I, sleep make a difference? I, I, I protect and defend my beauty sleep for Me those. Too. Oh my gosh, I'm like a, a big crazy person. Of sleep. I really but, but am. A lot of people equate sleep with laziness. It's not. And I think that's so foolish. I am not apologetic at all about getting my eight hours, taking naps, telling someone I'm, I got to disappear girl. for that's a while why you look and, the way and sleep. You do. Sleep is important. It's like breathing. It's like water. So sleep is essential and more and more studies are supporting that. And so we need to hit at least seven to nine hours of sleep every single night, at least. And the average American is not getting that. And it's also about the quality of your sleep. But sleep is a really essential reparative and restorative stage, not just for your skin, but also for your body. But the thing is, is that if you are chronically sleep deprived, if you're not getting a lot of sleep, you know, over over time, and a lot of people think like, oh, I don't need that much sleep, but really they do. Or that they can catch up on vacation. Well, we'll get there. You can't catch up. So that's absolutely not. But if you sort of are chronically sleep deprived, 
you are triggering sustained elevation of something called cortisol, your stress hormone. And cortisol is notorious for targeting and destroying your collagen in your skin. Uh. It also targets your sebaceous or oil glands and pumps those out and triggers acne flares. We know that in, in studies where either a mouse or a human is deprived of the sleep that that, that, that species needs, that will show up as premature aging. It's, it's really mm. horrible for you. Um, so absolutely need you to do that. So then exactly what you were getting to is like, well, can I just catch up on the weekend? So it turns out that actually sleeping late, which is what a lot of people do on the weekend, is they'll stay out late on a Saturday night, they'll sleep in on a Sunday, and they'll try to catch up. So that late sleep sort of, you know, towards the morning or even, you know, going from like 9, 10, 11 a.m., that is when you're really in REM, which is sort of that like um, dream state of sleep. That is actually not as restorative for the body as early stage sleep. So when you first go to bed at night at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, that stage is actually much more restorative. It's a non-REM type of deeper sleep, and that's the kind of sleep that your body really needs. So if you're trying to catch up on sleep, a much better thing to do is to make your bedtime earlier throughout the week and try to keep it consistent. You also don't want to have like alcohol too close tonight because a lot of people, alcohol makes you initially feel sleepy, but it disrupts your deep sleep. Mm -hmm. So you sort of fall asleep more easily, but then you wake up periodically throughout the night and you may not even realize it, but you don't feel restored in the morning if you've had a little bit too much alcohol. Now, is alcohol in general bad for your skin? If you're drinking too much, is that going to show up on your face? In general, and I hate to be that like buzzkill doctor, but alcohol is actually not great for our skin. Mm-hmm. If you are going to have alcohol, have red wine because it's got resveratrol in it, which is an antioxidant. So that does have mm-hmm. some skin benefits. But really, you want to be sort of alternating a glass of red wine with a full tall glass of water because mm-hmm. alcohol is terribly dehydrating. It depletes the skin of vitamin A and vitamin A getting back to Retin-A right. and how we love Albert Klingman <laughs> for developing Retin-A. But vitamin A is really, really important for your skin. Mm-hmm. And so if you're depleting your body of vitamin A, that's going to take a toll on your skin as well. Right. Yeah. Exercise and stress. So exercise is great for a million things, but does it have an effect on your skin? It totally does. There are these incredible studies coming out of McMaster University in Ontario and Canada. This team of scientists initially sort of discovered that they could actually slow down the signs of aging by encouraging their mice to exercise. And they took (laughs) that to a human level. (laughs) They started actually recruiting even elderly patients who had never been on an exercise routine. And by simply encouraging them to commit to less than 30 minutes a day of aerobic exercise, they were able to turn back the clock in the skin by 10 to 20 years. Mara, they Mm -hmm. did butt biopsies. They actually (laughs) biopsied the buttock skin. The buttock skin is primarily sun protected, unless you're in the south of France. (laughs) Here in the U.S. and Canada, clearly these people are protecting their buttock skin. And so they took a biopsy sample and then they followed them over the course of a couple of months after this intervention where they started exercising. And some of these samples, when they looked at them underneath the microscope, literally looked 20 years younger. But why? Is it the blood flow? So it it actually comes down to the number and health of the mitochondria in the skin cells. Healthier, a healthier number, a larger number, healthier mitochondria translates into healthier looking skin. 
And so they actually were able to correlate that, which is fascinating. But blood flow absolutely plays a role as well. So if you think about it, when you exercise, we all sort of get that flush afterwards. It does increase circulation. And if you sort of train your body over time, your blood vessels will be much more ready to dilate and to actually feed your skin with Mm -hmm. all the nutrients and oxygen that it needs. And it can also flush away all the toxins, all the stuff that's sort of building up in your skin that you want to get rid of as well. Right. So the more you exercise over time, you know, the more you are able to actually improve circulation to the skin. And that's a huge part of the benefits of exercise in the skin as well. So excellent point. Um, and stress. Ugh. So we all, I've, I kind of feel like stress is something where you do your best, but when things are stressing you out, it's just it's, hard it's true. to manage. Like I always tell my patients, like, I wish I could write you a prescription, like, you know, doctors order stress. no stress right. this week, because we know that especially it's an acute form of stress. Like if you have to meet a deadline or you're, you know, sprinting in a race, or, you know, if you're uh, presenting in front of a large group, you sort of do have a lot of benefits of acute stress. So acute stress improves mental clarity. You feel your heart racing a little faster. You perform a little better. You can run a little faster. You can think a little clearer. Okay, so in short bursts, stress is okay. And if you think about that from like a hunter-gatherer, you know, when you see the lion, like you want to activate stress. Like stress can be a very useful thing for survival. Um, but unfortunately in this day and age, it's less the acute stress that we're encountering and more the chronic stress, which means like that low boil of stress, that ongoing sense of multitasking, you know, not getting out into nature enough, just sort of running around, trying to do everything at once and not taking enough time for ourselves and not just sort of being mindful and in the moment and just sort of focusing on our breathing. How does that take a toll on our skin? What's actually happening? So what's happening is, again, that's sort of the stress hormones, so specifically that cortisol level. Damn, cortisol uh, It's again. that cortisol, and it's, it's increasing to levels that are sort of sustained and elevated. Sustained levels of cortisol are very much the skin's enemy. So what can we do about it? We can't take away the stress, but regular exercise can definitely help us with coping. Yeah, I always taking, say that's my medicine. It is. That's my time. That's that's my medicine. It's, it, it's my it takes, hour in the gym is like that's my time. You have to put the work into it because it's much harder than taking a pill. And and I'm not knocking people who'd make that choice. I applaud all choices. It takes much more effort to spend an hour in the gym. It does. But that is my medicine. Yeah. That pretty much whatever ails me will be okay yes by the time yes. I'm done. and it's it, it's also it's less about like weight control more about the mental it's for me it's a hundred percent for people who do exercise they really do feel sort of that that sense that more, sense of calm and if there's uh, an issue that arises later on in that day they can cope and handle it uh, much more effectively than right. people who don't exercise regularly so absolutely it helps with stress management um you know in my book i talk about meditating and you don't have to be an expert in meditating but actually you know just taking there's something called the relaxation response it's these studies out of harvard showing that if you can just focus on being mindful, being in the moment, and focus on your breathing. Just deep breathing can actually trigger this thing called the relaxation response, which stops emotional and psychological stress from being translated into physical inflammation. So mm-hmm. it's truly that mind-body connection. Um, so I have there's several of my patients who swear by just taking five, ten minutes a day to meditate. And you can take you can use an app on your phone like Breathe, you know, or Headspace. I use one called Calm, Calm, which is very nice. It's, it, it all depends on the voice. You got to like the voice. Yes, you do have to like the voice. Right, the voice can't be annoying. It's got to be <laughs> soothing. You got to like your you. voice, and then yeah. that's going to help you. Well, what I love is Dan Harris, who wrote Ten Percent Happier, which is about yes, his journey yes. into meditation. I would always go to him for meditation advice, and I said, I'm so bad at it. He said, everybody's bad at it. You know, if you can sort of just live in the moment, nature can do that for a lot of people, just being out in nature a little bit more. Yeah, I'm not you that know. girl. Cause that I'm always can... like, yo, what's crawling on me? <laughs> I'm, I'm total city girl. I would love to talk about some stuff that is not as 
holistic. Absolutely. Um, because I feel like life is about balance. Yes. You and I talk about this all the time. I am happy to talk about the work that we do together um, because I believe in transparency. I don't understand why people keep beauty secrets. I really don't understand it. Um, it's you not want doing people, anybody. Not, you want people to think you were born that way? Yep. Well, congratulations. Like, I, I don't care if people know that um, I have had a little help. And you are, are the hand behind a lot of that help. So let's first talk about lines, like aging lines. Yeah. Uh, what can people do? So uh, they've read your book. They've changed their lifestyle. Yeah, so first of all, like I just full disclosure, mm-hmm. like you absolutely can be somebody who, you know, eats organically, does yoga, meditates and still gets your Botox and filler. Right. Like, Good. It's, Thank goodness. It's, it's okay to do that. I feel like some people come in and they almost feel guilty because, you know, I can't accentuate your cheekbones with diet. You can't read my book and change your cupid's bow of right. your lip. You can't read my book and get a beautiful arch to your brow. Like there are things that you're going to need a procedure or some kind of procedural intervention in, in order to accomplish. But I can tell you that if you're looking for healthy skin, I can do five sessions of a vampire facial. I can do five fraxel lasers and ND med intensive, you know, radio frequency microneedling lasers. But if you're not eating healthy and you're not getting enough sleep, we're not going to see the same results at the end of the day. And you're going to need to come back to me all the time because you're not going to sustain those results. You're not going to maintain those results. So if you want to get the most out of the in-office treatments, which can be super expensive, you know, you want to really think about sort of the 360 approach. So right. I'm all about the whole thing. I do all of it. I do it for myself. I do it for my patients. Mm-hmm. And I think that, first of all, you have to sort of embrace the fact that, like, that's okay. And guess what? The rest of the world is doing it if they can afford it, if they can't but afford it. speaking about it. And that's what they don't frustrates openly me talk about no it. So, so let's openly talk about it. Uh, a lot of people have this perception that Botox is going to make you look frozen, that you won't be able to say hello to people with your eyes and you will look emotionless. All right, so is we are both accurate? proof of the fact that that's actually not yes, the case. I'm moving my forehead um, right Yeah, now. we are both. We are both <laughs> moving it. For those of you who can't see us, we are actively moving our foreheads. Um, so Botox and Dysport, they're basically competitors. Um, the Botox came out first. They're, they're the same peptide, and what it does is it interrupts the signal between the nerve and the muscle. So the nerve tells the muscle to contract, and what you're doing is you're interrupting that signal very much based on the technique of where you're injecting and the doses that you're injecting, what you can do is you can soften harsh expression lines without affecting the ability to move your face. So that's the difference between somebody who knows what they're doing. You know, it's, it's, it, it's more the person who's holding the syringe than it is the product that's in the syringe. Now, is that going to be preventative? Is it going to help those lines Absolutely. from forming more deeply? And that's one of the biggest misconceptions out there. I have patients who come to me and they're so proud of themselves. They said, Dr. Bo, I waited so long. I waited until it was really, really bad. And they're proud of themselves. Look, I waited until it's so bad. And I said to them, had you just come a little bit sooner, (laughs) this would have been a lot easier. (laughs) Now we're looking at not just Botox. We're looking at lasers and fillers and different types of procedures to help unetch these etched in lines. But if you can catch somebody right at that sweet spot where they're starting to, if if you put on your makeup, and you feel like there's certain areas that sort of start to crease, you know, the makeup gets a little bit like etched into that line and you almost need to like bring your finger and sort of swipe out to smooth out that crease. That's a sign that a line is getting etched in. Mm. So before that starts to etch, if you can start rebalancing those muscles, then you can actually get to the point where you're not relying that heavily on Botox. You can almost like train your muscles. And it's mm. not just that now we've retrained those muscles. So now, hey, we can put that money to something else. Like, you know, those those beautiful cheekbones or refill your earlobes because your your diamonds are oh, starting you, you to You asked the me floor. that once. You said, we have a little left over. Do you want me 
to put it in your earlobe ear so that your studs won't droop. And I was like, this is the fanciest question any human being has ever asked me. Now, something that you explained to me, you know, I was concerned about the lines around my lips. Yes. Um, because they, I was, they were forming. She's pointing to her smile lines. Yes. Or yes, well, we call the, them nasal labial folds. the smile lines that makes them sound lovely. And, <laughs> and, and I wasn't crazy about them. And I, I thought intuitively you would inject that area with a filler. Right. And you said, no, you want right. to lift your cheeks and it kind of lifts everything up. Exactly. If you put like just a little millimeter of support and give a little stretch to the cheek in a certain place, it can really lift naturally the lower face. So it can mm -hmm. lift that, it can lift that smile line so it starts to smooth out. It can lift that jowl or that marionette fold or sulcus so it mm -hmm. starts to smooth out. So if you find the right vector in the cheekbone, you can lift it in a very natural way. Now you mentioned the money a couple times. Yeah. It's, it's not cheap. It is not. What is the range you think that's realistic for someone to set aside a year? Yeah. For if they're interested in this kind of thing. Well, if you're thinking like simply Botox or Dysport, you're starting around like $500 and up. And that price will change depending on where you are in the country and the experience of the injector. So, you know, one of the big things that you want to look for is you don't want to look for a price that's too good to be true or a Groupon or a discount because, quite honestly, if that price is too low, there's something wrong with that. Botox Dysport, you know, you're looking at repeating that every three to four months if you're looking to undo some damage. But again, if you're looking more for that preventive or prophylactic effect, you can actually stretch that out even longer. A lot of my younger patients are coming in every six months for a treatment. But or. there is something that is much more affordable and is also going to make you look fantastic, and that is your book. And the book is way cheaper than that. Way cheaper. The book will do a ton for you. So for most people living in the U.S., it is an amazing place to start. And I also keep on my website, I have a page called Dr. Whitney's Picks, where I very much vet every product that's coming out on the market. I do a ton of homework. I look at all the clinical trials, all the science. I test the products. Only the ones that really live up to my expectations make it to that page. And I'm always updating that page with serums and creams and sunscreens and all the different products that I recommend. So between the book and the website, you will get dramatic results in your skin. Dr. Bo, thank you so much for your time. The book is The Beauty of Dirty Skin. You're also on social media, Dr. Whitney Bow, Dr. Whitney Bow. Exactly, You've Dr. Made it very Whitney Bow. Easy for us. Yeah, thanks. New episodes of Elevated drop on Mondays. Please subscribe and review. In the meantime, send me questions, ideas, or feedback. I'm on all social platforms as Mara Scampo. And use the hashtag ElevatedPodcast. Ford Motor Company is committed to moving forward together with new all-electric vehicles that offer an efficient and exhilarating driving experience. Ford is going above and beyond to not only create the smartest, most connected EVs and technology, but to make sure that customers are well-educated on how to move forward with electric energy. Ford customers will also have easy and simple access to charge, whether you charge at home with the overnight plug-in Ford mobile charger or on the road. Journey into the future with Ford's lineup of electric vehicles with many affordable options to choose from. Head over to Ford.com to learn more. Built Ford Proud. 
Stevenson University Online is a leader in forensic education for law enforcement, legal, and cyber investigations. If you are preparing for career advancement or career change, investigate our online master's programs in forensic science, CSI, forensic accounting, forensic investigations, and cybersecurity and digital forensics. New online sessions start every eight weeks. No application fee or GRE required. Visit stevenson.edu slash online. Legal professionals know that e-discovery can be painful, but the right platform can help you find the truth in minutes. Just how Everlaw helped crack the case in the Theranos civil litigation. Using Everlaw's cutting-edge technology, the lead lawyer quickly combed through millions of documents to find his smoking gun. That's why Amlaw 200 firms, Fortune 500 corporations, and all 50 state AGs trust Everlaw to find critical information in massive amounts of data. Book your demo today at everlaw.com.